I'm Saran Siegel, and this is Peace at the Water Cooler. Welcome. On the show today is leading individual and couple psychotherapist, Lizzie Abrahams, who has dedicated her career to helping hundreds of clients navigate life's many obstacles and challenges. Lizzie and I also know each other from many moons ago when we both trained as mediators. Lizzie, welcome to Peace at the Water Cooler. I'm really so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me, Saran. It's great to see you again and to share this experience with you. It's a great area, it's a great topic. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So let's get right into it. After the unprecedented circumstances of the last two years, working people are on the brink, I would say, of change once again as offices reopen with full force. Coming out of the work-from-home bubble, stress levels are skyrocketing. Many people, it seems, are expressing a general reluctance to go back to the office. And this is what some people are calling the great resistance. Um, I personally know quite a few people have expressed this to me. Besides battling traffic, can you give us an understanding, Lucy, of where this reluctance is coming from? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel it in myself, I have to say. It was it is just so much easier at home. We've been all so enslaved to our workplace and our work days and the structure that we need to apply around them. But COVID showed us another way of life. So we had a peek into how our work doesn't have to be so consuming and shape every aspect of our lives. And traffic's just one aspect. It's the clothes we had to wear, unlike the uggies and the tracky dacks that we love at home, uh, the hours that we save from travel. It's just stepping out for a while of that enormous hustle and bustle of everyday life. Um, and COVID restrictions have just allowed us to get partially off the hamster wheel. Now, we didn't get fully off it. We all are still pretty busy and lead full lives. But it just allowed us to get off for a bit, a part of it. So like you, we're both parents. We have been running around and working mums for decades. We, we run households with extended family and friends and kids' school activities and active social life. I don't know about you, but I was absolutely exhausted by everyday life and just living with that level of exhaustion that we don't even know that we're just living with all the time. And I know I'm not, I'm not unique. My clients, friends and families were too. And we, we were all incredibly stressed out. We just didn't know there was another way that we could approach work. And so in the pandemic, we just all stopped running around. We ground to a halt, a lot of us, especially in lockdown, and got off, partially got off the hamster wheel. And many of us still want this, and hybrid offers that solution for us. So I just love getting a cup of tea in the sun in the middle of the day if there's a break or putting out some washing in the middle of the day, just sometime, not just after work. It's peaceful. So I totally understand the reluctance. Do you think it's ice? Do you think that... The, the lack of social interaction has isolated a lot of people and people are now used to that way of living and that's part of it, that they don't actually want to socialise with their colleagues? or Yeah, I think we, we actually we enjoy a more peaceful life. But I think that as social animals, we're always balancing the tension between being social and looking after ourselves as an individual. We don't want to go too far from the herd or our community but we also can see something about reserving a different way of life for ourselves. So I do think there's a tension. I had a friend put a post up the other day on Facebook saying we've all been so fractured by COVID and we're all living in these isolated pods. And she was just being really honest about the strain on her individually. But that doesn't mean we all want to go back to work and be inside these workspaces. 
Absolutely. That, that makes a lot of sense. I was involved in a matter recently where the employee actually, she's put in a formal grievance stating that she's being forced back to the office three days a week when really all of her work could have been done from home. And in fact, um, what was quite funny about it was that she traveled for the most part of 2021 exploring northern New South Wales while working remotely. And her office had no idea that she wasn't actually working at her desk in Sydney. Um, do you think it's important for people, even those who are clearly doing an effective job working you know, entirely from home, to re- return to the office at least some of the time? I do. I love that story, though. I mean, she sounds incredible. And yay to her for doing that. And it shows what that freedom can look like. So hats off to her for doing that. Um, But I do. I think as social animals, I think it is important to return to work for several reasons. So firstly, we are social animals and we need to keep practising the skills of negotiation, dealing with difficult personalities or situations, having awkward conversations like even just asking for a pay rise, that's that's hard. But we need to keep practising our social skills so that we can put ourselves in those situations to do it. You know, home's cosy and safe, but we don't take as many risks hiding behind a Zoom conference and it's still relative isolation. Most of us don't get off and travel and do what what your clients did. Um, So in the office, we're practising our social skills and we're also developing more strength through all of the practice and interactions that we have. We're not just hiding behind a screen. But also what happens in the workplace is the unexpected. There are surprises. Some of them are positive and some are negative. Some are just neutral. But it's good for us as a species to keep being surprised. We're not going to get that level of surprise online all the time. It's a much more controlled environment. We could call it a bit vanilla, actually. Um, and it, there's very yeah, very little unexpected. So this just... This, you like beige, it's like a beige, like yeah. colour Yeah, there's not a lot happening there. And it just being together offers offers the opportunity for growth and development and the unexpected. Secondly, I think we also have a chance to connect with really great people at work. And there's a lot of joy that comes from that. We mustn't underestimate it. So the work friendships, they they can make a workspace amazing and a lack of it can make it mundane. And I don't know about you. I mean, Working online isn't mundane for me, but it's lovely to have that face-to-face contact. It feels so different and having that whole three-dimensional experience and really having a sense of belonging. I don't think people can fully belong behind a screen Um, and this has knock-on effects for happiness and improved mental and physical health. And I think the other thing that I just want to mention, the third thing really, is that we also get affirmations from people at work and this is really different. If we're hanging out with the dogs all day, we get affirmations, they might wag their tail, but it's not a shared experience. It's feedback. It's easy, but it's not. It's easy kind of tail wagging or having them follow us from room to room, but it's not really an affirmation that says, great job, you know, I can see what you did, the intricacies of work life. There's a lot that's mixed. I do think that gathering co-workers, meeting face-to-face, being present at times is critical for work uh, culture cohesion, shared experiences and camaraderie. We're just multi-dimensional beings and being face-to-face offers us that whole experience. That makes a lot of sense and I really I do agree with you. Um, can you give our listeners some tips or strategies for dealing with anxiety about returning to work? So, you know, the que- that's a really interesting question. 
are people really anxious about really returning to work or I, I just don't know I think they're much more anxious that their employer expects them back but they don't really want to give up the more cozy peaceful slightly less stressful life that they're currently living and I really get that I mean just remember how exhausting life was and with that bit of relief you know, their lives are still busy, but it's just something else that takes some pressure out of the system. So it's not like when anyone's trying to upset their employers and they're not trying to be difficult, but COVID happened, it was real, and we adapted and it changed us. We didn't cause this change, but we embraced it. And just like everyone around the world did, and we all embraced technology to keep the show on the road when COVID erupted. So the biggest yeah, like the biggest tip I can offer is for everyone in this situation just have who is struggling to go back to work or needs encouragement to go back is to just have really awkward, difficult conversations with your employer for what you need to return and the kind of help that you need to get you back into the workplace. Tell them you want to work with them. However, it's just hard to return to what it was. Let them know what your area of difficulty is and what would really make a difference for you to get in. So is it free parking or a contribution to parking? Is it coffee deliveries or lunch? It's different for everyone. Is it bringing in your uggies and wearing them under the desk? Is it your coziest outfit? Whatever it is. What about all those people who bought dogs in COVID? They don't want to be left alone. So is, it, is there room to bring a dog to work? I know in my practice someone brings her dog in. It's amazing. That is amazing. I love that. So it's just a real question of what do we need to do? It's not the stresses and strains to to deal with that. It's have those difficult conversations. They're critical at this point. So that means then that the leaders or, you know, the, the managers, they have to acknowledge that there is going to be change and they have to act upon what the employees are saying. I yeah. mean, and take that into account because as we know, there is a shortage of staff at the moment. Um, yeah. People, I think the balance of power maybe has changed a little bit towards the employee. So they're going to have to take stock and actually listen to what employees are expressing. Absolutely. It is absolutely fundamental for us to get this, these relationships rebuilt to see where everyone's at at this point in time post-restrictions. Absolutely. Very, very interesting point. So you bring your dog to work every day, Lizzie? Uh, no, we have someone in the practice who does. Oh. <laughs> okay. So... How do so people who haven't seen each other for months, you know, on end, or there's been, you know, I've, I've, I'm dealing with quite a few cases where generally um, uh, conflict has arisen from, you know, the way an email's been sent or an email was sent. I've, I've got a mediation now, which is actually, you know, quite unbelievable. But between really two high achieving women who, ex, you know, executive level, who, you know, the one sent the other an email at like 9.30 at night and they had just changed their policies and procedures to say, please be respectful of sending correspondence with, you know, with, with the normal business hours. So she took exception and it basically just blew up, blew up, blew out of proportion. They haven't seen each other for months. They're returning to the office. They're both very anxious. Like how do people reconnect and, you know, do away with all that stuff that happened online? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, they've got a policy in place, so it's probably important for them for that to be respected. But I think it actually requires the owners of the businesses, the employers, to do some work to help people reconnect. It's not going to just happen because we show up. 
Mm. And it's not going to happen because we're forced away on a weekend away. I mean, does everyone want a weekend away to kind of reconnect? No. A lot of us don't have any desire to do that. I've had so many people come through my room, tell me how much they hated those weekends away and social anxiety and forced activity. You know, they can't stand them. So I want to say employers save your money. Once again, we need they need to talk to their employers and say, how do you want to rebuild trust? What works for you? What conversations do we need to have? You know, it's it really boils down to we're renegotiating these relationships. It's a little bit like, you know, when we first start dating somebody, mm-hmm. at the beginning we don't just turn up and say, hey, do you want sex? Right? We know that eventually we're going to have the kisses and cuddles and the int- intimacy and get to know you and, you know, have, have some intimacy sex, whatever. We're going to do all of it, right? At the beginning of a relationship, employers need to imagine that we're all dating again. We need to we need to get back to basics. Don't just say to the employers, "Hey, it's time to have sex." You know, I love that analogy. That is classic. It makes so much sense. Just take things time and you know get back into the groove of interacting. We want to be wooed. We've been out of the workplace. We want the we want the business to the owners to woo us back in. Put on some perfume, like the symbolic <laughs> the, the work face version of it, perfume, cologne, whisper something nice in my ear. I mean, I'm not talking about inappropriate sex at work. You know that. But woo me over the line. No, if you say, do you want to just have sex? My answer is no. I'm too tired. Find (laughs) someone else. But if you want to tell me lovely things, you know, in a a, like you would on a date and tell me I have value to the business, let me know why you want me in. Let's woo me. And then I'm interested. But don't just stand on the edge pointing at the bed. (laughs) I love that. That is, yeah, very, very, very uh, practical advice. Um, So just generally, just, you know, to round things off, um, people, you know, coming out of COVID, they've, they've, we, we have, we've all been bashed a little bit. We've all had, you know, things happen to us or to family members. It's been stressful. So what, what, Generally, do you say to people coming back to the office, just what is your last words of advice just in terms of how they can adapt? I think the thing is we're all making it up as we go along and to remember that everybody's situation is different. None of us inhabit the same mind and body and I feel if we can all just be really respectful of our journey back to work how it how it goes for all of us is not the same. The, what we're giving up is not the same. What we're going to get out of the workplace is not the same. And it never was actually the same. Some of us didn't love it. Some of us were very happy when this happened to never go back in again. So I think everyone just needs to be incredibly respectful of their differences and to understand that there are some joys at work, but there's a lot of things that are a compromise. And, yeah, just to be kind. To each other about that, but there is a focus on on employee well being. You would say, I mean, oh, they need totally. We need it because for so long, you know, we were just thrashing ourselves, and what, uh, for a lot of us, you know, we need to know that our our well being is thought about. We need to know that it's cared about. You know, it, if we're not looked after in the workplace and that part isn't taken up then why are we going to want to care about the business if we're not cared about? So we all want to know that 
we as individuals, not just the group, are cared about. And so, you know, that our mental and physical well-being is taken into account. We can't cut off mental and physical health. They're the same. If we're sick in the body, we're going to, our mind will suffer. If our mind is not feeling great, then our physical will follow. So we, we know that caring for employees is really important, but I just think the most important thing is that we're treated with respect and kindness. I mean, if you think about what happened recently with Elon, Elon Musk last week, he was saying anyone who doesn't want to work, who's not working a minimum of 40 hours a week in the workplace is um, pretending, can, can pretend to work somewhere else. I mean, how disrespectful is that? And then came Scott Farquhar uh, from um, Atlassian who came in and said, you can come work for us, we'll take you, you can choose how you work. I know where I'd want to be. It is so not respectful to treat people like that. And it's it's a I can't imagine that many businesses are going to take that approach. I don't know. I think some do. Um, I just think it's not inspiring. It's not a yeah. leader. A leader inspires us to want to work with them. We need inducements to come back over the line. And mm. that I think is now on the, the job of the employer. And it is absolutely the time for the employee to ask because there is a shortage. So and they need to use their voice to... Absolutely. Be brave, courageous, have the awkward conversations. I am the queen of awkward conversations. This is what we I do all day, every day, and I, and I encourage everyone to just go and use their voice, think about what you say and think about the type of response you want to elicit. It's really important. That's great advice. So, Lizzie, just on that, um, just tell us a little bit about, I know you have an online course and you've got a book coming out in July. Uh, would you just share a little bit about that? Absolutely. So I've got an online course because I decided that so many people can't get into therapy and they don't have the time for it. I actually started it doing it in COVID uh, to help people. It's on my website. It helps people communicate better, partners communicate better and decrease conflict. And I have a book coming out at the end of, the, of July and it's about helping reduce conflict again. It's called Relationship Reset. Really excited about it. Um, yeah, all information. Where's it going to be Everywhere. All bookstores. Yes, it's coming out through Pan Macmillan. Okay, that is, that is really exciting. So you, you, are you busy doing the rounds for that? I will be in the next four weeks. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's been a great journey. You want to just tell the listeners what your website is so they know how to contact you? Sure. It's lissyabrahams.com and my course is on there and other information, blogs and other resources and ebooks are all online. So please have a look. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me there. It's uh, lissy at lissyabrahams.com. Love to hear from you. Lissy, you have provided us with a wealth of information today. Thank you. I think my listeners will realize that they are certainly not alone in feeling reluctant to return to the office and that there are some strategies um, that they can implement to make things a little easier. Remembering, of course, that communication is going to be key. So from me, until next time, cheers.